Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. And Iran knows that, and they've been put on notice. If you f*** around with us, if you do something bad to us, we are going to do things to you that have never been done before. All I could think of when we were preparing for this segment today, talking to my producers, is whether or not these are war, these are considered international crimes. Meaning, should members of this administration come up before the Hague for what they've done? Can be and must be expunged. The hate he has triggered, the Pandora's box he has opened. They will not be so easily destroyed. So, let us brace ourselves. So let us calm down, Keith, okay? It's going to be fine. Let me tell you something, man. People have lost their bleep more than ever. This has been just crazy. It's funny. I've just been noticing the last week or so, and then and mostly in the last couple of days, you see... The members of the media in the left in this country. And I remember in 1992 when Clinton was running for president, they always have, don't stop thinking about tomorrow. And it was like kind of a happy crusade. And they were all excited and it was positivity. And the first baby boomers were going to be president. And it was where the fun was at. It was where the party was at. But this group on the on the left, they're freaking miserable miserable everybody is salty everybody's feelings are hurt everybody works themselves up into a tizzy and then and then gets upset if you're not right there with them even on twitter if you dare say if i say something like i think trump shouldn't have uh you know uh, in that first debate thrown the desk at joe biden but biden's been rude himself the anti-Trump people will, will accept my desk part, the not good, but say, how dare you equate what Biden did? I mean, you have to go all in with the anti-Trump people. <clears throat> it's that Trump needs to be arrested and then executed within a week. And that's nothing else is acceptable. There's so little fun happening on that side. It's, it's odd to watch. And on the Trump side, they're having a ball. This guy, 
I I am floored by what he has done. In the past week, a little more than a week ago, he he has a debate with Biden where he goes nuts on Biden during um, during the debate. Everybody's upset at him. He attacked him. He was rude. He broke uh, Chris Wallace there, which he really did. And and it's the worst thing in the world, and it's awful, and he can't. And then immediately the next day, he's got COVID suddenly, and that's the end of everything, the end of his campaign, the end of this, the end of that, and that's it. And he goes over to Walter Reed, and they've got him. At this point now, the media tells us that it's not just that he has COVID, it's that he's dead. And essentially, if he's not dead, he's dying now, and that the person we're seeing on the on the videos, those aren't even him. These are people, the people who are saying this are people who are paid a lot of money. People who get paid at least a half a million, imagine $500,000 a year to know stuff about stuff. And they told us, no, you can't, you know, it's bad news. This is, this is bad news. And he's not, that's not even his real, there's not, he's not even signing anything there at Walter Reed. This is incredible. And Tapper passes to Jonathan Carl, who passes to Anderson Cooper, who passes to Don Lemon, who passes to Chris Hayes and... It's all the same thing. This is, oh my, this is horrible. Are you listening to us, America? Are you listening to us? I hope you realize how horrible this, this is terrible, 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 terrible. It's interesting. Those characters in any movie that you grew up watching, those were the suck characters. No, that's the people stopping uh, the kids from dancing on Footloose. They're that person. They don't think they're that person, but that's who they are. They're the suck people who ran the uh, place in um, in Dirty Dancing, who were like stodgy and hated Johnny, whatever. You know, they're they're all the worst people. They're the tight ass and uh, Good Morning Vietnam. I'm hitting the boomers. I mean, sorry, I'm hitting Generation X, like right in the middle of their their breadbasket here. They're the, the 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 Bruno Kirby's character in Good Morning Vietnam was just a jerk. You know, they're that person. Now they all feel like they have a reason they're being driven to this be this person. <coughs> but nonetheless, that's who you are. You're that per- you're the bad person in every movie that you love. And they're just vicious and salty and it doesn't even seem to matter. I was watching Bloomy, I was watching um Trevor Noah's guy, um what's his name? Jordan Klepper, who's a comedian. I guess everybody's a comedian now. And Trevor Noah sent him out. He's the comedian to cover the Trump rallies, you know. So this is man on the street stuff. And usually, usually you'd, um, you know, you you put you put somebody down there, and it's, it, you could bring him to a Obama rally or a Bush rally or a Biden rally or whatever. And you find clueless people, and like jaywalking, like Jay Leno used to do, and they're clueless always, and you kind of have fun with them. But this guy Jordan Klepper, he's sent to a Trump rally. You tell me if a lot of fun's been happening here. Rambo flag, classic. How's it going? Mind if I check out some of your stuff? Yesterday we did $5,400 in sales. What is selling now? Is there anything 200,000 deaths later that doesn't quite work as well? Not with the Trump stuff. It's almost as if uh, the Trump stuff isn't affected by that at all. Exactly. Yeah, (laughs) Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. Tell me about these shorts. So you get it, right? Anything, by the way, I see you're selling flags. Here's my setup for my joke. There are 200 people, 2,000 people dead, by the way. Trump, that's this, you stupid ass. That's what I'm saying because you're trash and this place is trash and you all suck. I mean, there's no real joke. Oh, fine. You put him down. He, the guy's dumb white trash. I, I get. I, that's the joke? Okay. I mean, 
a little, this guy's a comedian. A little more used to go into comedians, but. The Donald Trump shorts, you know, we got a rep president today. You got to be careful. Donald Trump that close to your genitals in a decade, he's going to deny he was ever there and countersue. <laughs> so much excitement in the air. So many droplets. You feel like people are going to feel this effect for weeks to come. Why no mask? What do you think about uh, the whole mask situation right now? Are you worried about COVID? Um, for me, like me personally, I'm not worried, but my dad has like underlying health conditions. Okay. So if, if he gets it, he's going to be in trouble. Why come here and take that risk if your dad has health issues? Just to see Trump. So it's, it's worth a little bit of risk. Yeah. You see, you stupid killers, that's you too. All of you think you're going out and celebrating Trump? No. Get back inside. Stop it. Get off your yachts. Get away from the rallies. Stop it. Stop doing stuff outside and having fun because you're stupid idiots. Don't you understand that? You're stupid idiots. Jordan Klepper, by the way, the, notice how he's treated like totally amicably from all these people. They're yeah. just happy to see him, happy to say hi. As he calls them trash and stupid, you're going to kill your own father. Well, you guys, of course, you don't care. You're a stupid Trumpy and he's in your head. The MAGA stuff like that. Oddly enough, Jordan Klepper, there's no version of this with Black Lives Matter in the street. That version doesn't exist. But he's a very tough, tough guy comedian. But um, it just blows me away. It blows me away. It's like, wh where's the fun? I mean, Trevor Noah is supposedly a comedian. I've seen that he he's letting his grow, hair go out, too, just like Colbert is. They're showing us that they're, the flag is upside down and they're in duress and, you know, they're, it's all performance art. But where's the – this is – a this, is this still a comedy show? The efficacy of Trump's herd mentality theory was on full display. That's America right there. That's Radio affectation. That's freedom? That's freedom. Are you excited about the SCOTUS Of course fit? I am. What are you excited about? Uh, it's going to fill the court with constitutional loving Americans again. Mm -hmm. That court has been too liberal for too long. Really? Of course it has. You're pro-life. Of course. Notice how he heard him out. It's important for Americans to do whatever they can to protect a human life. Yeah. Geez, wonder where this is going. I think this is going to masks and um, mm -hmm. and social distancing. Maybe. Why aren't you wearing a mask? I mean, again, it's a personal choice. I think if everybody. Why aren't you wearing a mask? If you're not wearing a mask, you're an abortionist. It's the same exact thing. The same exact thing right. for a young guy like that to be outside uh, with a lot of which with a bunch of people in a situation where the chances of him dying are extremely, extremely small. The chances of, of him knowing somebody who's going to die are extremely small. Why aren't you wearing a mask? Well, you like life, right? Well, apparently you don't like life. You're an abortionist. If you're not, like, I think, I think, uh, I think probably eliminating a an unborn child who's not not given any choice in the matter is a little different. In in, in advocating for that person is a little different than wearing a mask. But now, how how great they've gotten at this. You're absolutely simply a killer if you don't wear the mask. That's it. Now, Jordan Klepper himself is out there talking to these people, you know, in in range of where he could easily get COVID mm -hmm. as well because mm -hmm. he's wearing just a surgical mask. Well, he's risking it so, for us, honey. Right, right. So Jordan Klepper's dad could also get it. You know, Jordan Klepper's grandfather mm -hmm. could also get it. Mm -hmm. But no, there's not. it's not the same. And oh, the... <laughs> I think mail-in ballots is not going to be fair because it leads to fraud and stuff. You don't you don't trust mail-in ballots? Not at all. The president uses mail-in ballots. Now, that's not true, of course. Right. He votes absentee. Right. But, you know, Jordan Klepper found this rube, and he's going to show him how stupid he is. Yeah. For, they're going to use mail-in ballots for this upcoming election, right? Right. But the president himself uses mail-in ballots. Oh, he does? Where? He, that's how he votes. 
He mailed it in. But Jordan, you're not being totally honest. Don't you understand? People are listening to you. You influence people. That's yeah, that's different. I don't, How's it different? I don't, I don't know. I honestly didn't know that. I don't even know what you're talking about. But you do know it's different. Right. Okay. Jordan Kleber, try that during an Antifa rally. See of how, course. See, see, you will get a frozen bottle of uh, human urine off the head. Of course, it is actually different. The Trump person is right that sending a solicitation to vote by mail to every single voter on the rolls, dead, alive, moved away, whatever, is a little different than people in advance you know, filling out an application to vote absentee for a specific reason. No, no, it doesn't. They're all <sighs> stupid. These people are stupid. You, I thought you don't like the mail. Well, guess what? You're using the mail for your vote too. After hours in the heavily contaminated parking lot, I wanted to self quarantine and chill, but I still had one burning question. Are you in a better place than you were four years ago? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Is I'm, America in a better place than they were four years I ago? I believe absolutely. We have no, higher no. unemployment. We have 200,000 people dead due to COVID, and we have riots in the streets. Yes. No, no. He, the guy said it was better. All right. Jordan Klepper. He said it was better. So where's your punchline? Or, or this, isn't, this isn't a man on the street comedian thing. This is you browbeating a guy <laughs> in the middle of the street. You know? I'm just going to argue he with was, someone on the street. Right, right. Just <laughs> yell at him, just like the CNN people used to do with the Tea Party people. Yell at them. Well, you understand it? He just yell at him more, Jordan Klepper. He's an idiot, right? Yell at him because he doesn't agree with you, so you have to yell at him and belittle him because he's not human. He doesn't you know, know how to order a uh, rusty nail that's been perfectly mulled by some jerk off. It, I'm sorry, by some kid with skinny pants and a mohawk in a Brooklyn bar. He doesn't know how to order from a place like that because he's less than you. He's not as good as you. So yell at him. Let me just tell you this much. Yes, I'm doing much better. I'm literally making four times as much as I was making when Obama was president. What do you do? I work for a debt relief company. <laughs> yeah. And, and, <laughs> so now, <laughs> as a debt relief employee, you make more money under Donald Trump. Yeah, I do, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's good to be a white debt relief collector. Just laughing at him. Imagine that. Laughing. <laughs> Whitey, stupid. Now, Jordan Klepper is also a white person who since we haven't heard of him ever before, is now making more effort than he ever did in his life, too. Mm -hmm. But he's not just a white comedian who's, uh, you know, having insincere, disingenuous uh, conversations and browbeating sessions with good-hearted supporters of a, of a, a political candidate who Klepper hates because he speaks in a crappy accent and these people are trash. It's so incredible to me. They're so angry. They're so angry. And listen to Trump. Listen, compare that to Donald Trump. So, to my favorite people in the world, the seniors. I'm a senior. I know you don't know that. Nobody knows that. Maybe you don't have to tell them, but I'm a senior. So, a lot of people are saying that whiffs of desperation. Trump knows he's way down on the polls and that he's still losing seniors and he, and he can't afford to. And that, that's a whiff of desper desperation. It might be desperation, but he's having fun. Trump has been having fun for the last week. And this, you might not know, these are jokes, self-deprecating jokes. Having fun, having a good time. Hi, perhaps you recognize me. It's your favorite president. And I'm standing in front of the Oval Office at the White House, which is always an exciting place to be. I got back a day ago from Walter Reed Medical Center. Hi, perhaps you recognize me. It's your... Hi, you, perhaps you recognize me. Are you kidding me with this guy? Having the time of his life. And of course, 
Today, of all things, Donald Trump dared, dared to have a rally in the White House where he overlooked the White House from the balcony. He had a rally where, by the way, you'll hear there was a lot of historically black college students there. A lot of black kids were there. Didn't they call it a Black Lives Matter protest or a, they pro, mi- a law enforcement protest or something to get around the gathering rules? He called it a protest. Oh, did he really? <laughs> I think oh my so. God. I think did officially really? on the White House schedule, it said it was a protest. I could be wrong. That could be a different event, but I think that was this one. Oh my God, that is fantastic. So here's Trump. He has a has a thing from the balcony. And I'm very proud of this country. I'm very, very proud. I want to thank all of the doctors and labs and scientists and all of the people that are working so hard because we're way ahead of everybody. But I just want to thank most particularly you because you people come out and you come out and you cheer and you love your country and you get it. You're way, way ahead of many, many people in this country. But the country is getting it. The country is seeing something now. Thank you. I love you too. Thank you. You know the what? people of our country and the whole world is watching are seeing things now that they haven't seen in this country for decades. They're seeing a spirit and a resilience like they haven't seen. Let me tell you one thing. They're seeing a resilience, certainly. Mm-hmm. This guy is, I don't know if he's lost it or I don't know if he has just said, you know what? We're the non-mask get back to work, open up the country people. And as verboten as that, been, as that has been considered by the media and by the people who want to throw him out of the office with the 25th Amendment or another impeachment or, or or whatever it is, the thing that's driving people so mad and upset and people want now, now Chris Hayes wants us to be Trump people who voted for Trump. He wants everybody to have to pay a price for this. They're so upset. And Trump has taken this, and I don't see on the on the numbers, this would seem like an insane strategy. To be running on, that's right, I just beat it, and I want to live again. My mask is coming off again. I want to give a speech. I'm going to do normal stuff again. He is he is drawing a line. <laughs> it is so, it may be completely insane in the in the end of it. That might be just how it ends, where he, he fought. This is his last stand, but it is gutsy as hell. I cannot believe the cojones to do no no political consultant would ever say this is a this is a position you stake out. They still want him to apologize and go back and say, I haven't really chastened for my time with COVID. Now I really, really understand. And now I really take it seriously. And now I get the he's having none of it. None of it. The New York Times has a story today that he wanted to emerge with a Superman shirt from the first time. <laughs> they said this like this is a damaging story for right. him that he wanted to come out of the hospital and tear open his button right. down shirt and reveal a Superman shirt underneath as though that doesn't make him the most hilarious <laughs> and relatable person in politics. Oh yes, and they're so upset <laughs> they're so upset so upset Krugman Paul Krugman who's probably a multimillionaire. He won a Nobel Prize. He writes for the for the New York Times. He's mm-hmm. considered a great thinker. He is a stupid idiot human being. I'm sorry about that. I have a dog named Dave, a Jack Russell Terrier. And what Paul Krugman wrote today, my dog Dave would never have been able to pass into me as something, as an editorial, as an op-ed, and look me in the eyes ever again. Paul Krugman writes an an op-ed 
or no, or it was maybe it was just a tweet. I don't know. Saying Trump gives a dress from balcony, just like Mussolini did, who coined the term fascist. Really, you're going there? Isn't this guy supposed to be an exceptional talent and intellect, Paul Krugman? Wow, Mussolini? Ooh, Jesus. I don't know where he got that one. That's really original. Is he orange, by the way? What an <laughs> idiot. I cannot. It's incredible how just humorless they are. The whole reason I build this up, and I've got some more humorless stuff for us to get through before I get to my point. I've got a point. I'm sorry I haven't been let you jump in so much, Alice. Um, but I, in a second, I will yield the floor okay. to you. But I want to get to something. So here's Allison Camerata, and she's now yelling at this is Mark Lauder, who I've talked to, was a cool guy. Is she's he works, he's the attache. He's the man from Mike Pence. He's Pence's guy, okay? He deals with Mike Pence. Mike Pence is his man, is his universe. So Allison Camerata asks Mark Lauder about Mike Pence. Allison, it's exactly why we did the contact tracing. We did that through both the White House Medical Unit. We did an extra consultation with the director of the CDC, who all felt comfortable with the vice president moving forward. It's why he's tested every day. He's continued to test negative. So the is vice he tested is every not, day, Mark? Is not spreading is he tested virus. every day? Yes, he is. Okay, when was yes, President is, Trump last tested before his positive? So he doesn't work for Trump. Just you know, he's a, the VP's guy, Allison. And that's what it said when you contact, when the producer reached out to him. And you saw his twi Twitter avatar and his description. He's a VP's guy. He's not Trump's guy. Result. Allison, you'll have to you'll have to ask the president's team that. But the why vice don't you know that, Mark? You are the chief of staff for the head know. of the coronavirus task force. I am the chief of staff for the vice president of the United States. I'm not privy to access to the president's medical records. You don't That's know the when the president was you. tested negative before his positive result. You do not I don't know, know. I don't know when there's a lot of people who are tested negative. I I'm know. Hey, I found a thing he doesn't know, you guys. Make sure you put it on the Chiron. Make sure that, that the uh, New York Times and BuzzFeed write her up really quickly, too. Lauder doesn't know when the guy he's not supposed to know about has something. The vice president tested, of the he's United tested each States, and every day. And I work for the vice president of the United States. He says each and every day, Allison. Well, we don't want to know about the vice president. We want to know about the other guy. So here's, um, I don't know who this is. This is Joy Reid or, I don't know, somebody on MSNBC. All I could think of when we were preparing for this segment today, talking to my producers, is whether or not these are, war these are considered international crimes, meaning should members of this administration come up before The Hague? For what kids in cages, yada yada. They've done Jeff Sessions, um, the the former um, you know DHS head, all of them. Should they be and Donald Trump maybe? Yep. There's no question that these are human rights abuses. That's the news. That's the cable news. Should they? They're out of everything else. Everything else is out. Whether or not uh, was it implemented badly? Was it um, was it rushed? Could it have been ratcheted back? Should now. The UN try members of the Trump administration for human crimes, I guess, war crime, whatever, crimes against crimes humanity, yeah. now in an international tribunal. This is what they do with their time. Tell me something. Is that a deeply unhealthy and unhappy host and crew? Yes. This is. These are crazy people. This is the person at the end of the bar talking to themselves and then suddenly laughing a lot of themselves and talking to themselves a little bit more and then crying. These are psychos. This guy who I'm about to play right now, he used to be one of a kind. Now he just fits in right with the rest of them. Trump can be and must be expunged. 
the hate he has triggered. The Notice that the hate he has triggered. The hate he has triggered. Hmm. Pandora's box he has opened. They will not be so easily destroyed. So, let us brace ourselves. The task is twofold. No, nobody can sit next to you and say the task is twofold, <laughs> unless he's dressed as a king. The terrorist Trump must be defeated, must be destroyed, must be devoured at the ballot box. And then he and his enablers and his supporters. That's you and me. That's if you're a supporter of Donald Trump, if you voted for him, Oberyn's got a plan for you. And his collaborators and the Mike Lee collaborators <laughs> too good these and the william bars and the sean hannity's and the mike pence's and the rudy giuliani's and the kyle rittenhouse's and the we get you said collaborators we get it you don't have to go through them all amy coney barrett's must be prosecuted and convicted and removed from our society while Jeez. we try to rebuild it and to rebuild the world trump has nearly destroyed by turning it over to a virus remember it even as he turned the world over to a virus, <laughs> wasn't this? Didn't what about the pangolins? They're off the hook now. We dream of a return to reality and safety and the country for which our forefathers died. That the fight is not just to win an election, but to win it by enough to chase, at least for a moment, Trump and the maggots off the stage. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the maggots are, you know what the maggots are. It's, They're you. Jesus, maggots. If you voted for Trump, you're a maggot. And um, then try to clean up what they left. Remember it, even though to remember it means remembering that the fight does not end November 3rd, but in many ways will only begin that day. Oh, Jesus, didn't see that coming at all. Have we just begun to fight? In, listen, to, they're so miserable. They're so angry. They're so freaking upset. It's remarkable. It's remarkable. And even a comedian, so angry, so upset. You're ahead by 10 points, 12 points in some, CNN had up by 16 points, I think, in a national poll. Why aren't you thrilled and happy? You should be dancing on the guy's grave. This is great. This is great. Why not? Why are they so upset? Why are they so, so upset? I understand that he's he's Mussolini and he's done war crimes and you've got the and Christina, uh, Amy Coney Barrett's and the um, Stephen Miller's and the um, the William Barr's and as Keith said, and the collaborators. I understand those are people are making angry. But if this thing's in the bag, this should be great for you. This is a good time. But no, even Trump, even Trump, who went for Rush Limbaugh for two hours, he, who supposedly is down all this, is having a good time. He's freewheeling, doesn't give a damn. Right. And Iran knows that, and they've been put on notice. If you f*** around with us, if you do something bad to us, we are going to do things to you that have never been done before. Happy to throw <laughs> F-bomb, no problem at all. I don't care, Rush. And Rush is like, oh, can you stay with us for one more? Trump's like, I'll stay for the whole next hour. <laughs> then he goes on with with, um, with uh, Mark uh, Levin as well. So there is something happening, is my point after 24 minutes. My point is there is something happening. And yeah, I've seen, just looking at social media, and Bridget Fetisi, who I follow... And you should. She's got a really popular podcast, and she's a really cool person to follow. And at first, she's she's just a person. She does some comedy, and she's written here and there. And she's, 
but in she's in she's fallible like everybody else. She's had like uh, booze and drug problems and has had messed up her life like everybody else has. And and uh, and so, but she's got this fun podcast where she just talks to people and shoots the breeze. No pretense. She doesn't have. A, she's not a jerk. Not a Trump person. Uh, but noticed that something was slipping away in the last couple of years where people were sh- shutting other people up, wouldn't let people talk, and the whole canceling thing and this and that. And and she was um, today in Beverly Hills trying to meet a friend for lunch, and they got stopped in traffic by a huge Trump parade. And she said, oh, my God, I can't believe this. And I watched the parade, and I watched all these people marching by and these people must have just come out of the woodworks because there were thousands of these people and one person in the one person on the on the twitter feed or whatever said wow it's the first time in a long time that i've seen um um a, a huge protest that was happy I thought, wow that is interesting mm-hmm. he's right it is the first time i see these other things there's this going on in twitter there's these there's these um, walk away guys, these these gay guys who are who look at these dudes look like they've come right out of the the like South Boston gay pride parade. These fellas are having a good time, and I don't know if they've been drinking or whatever. But anyway, they're dancing, doing this Trump dance or whatever. And then more and more, the the, the historic black college kids are at the White House having a great time with the president, and the newspapers can't stand it. They say these. Oh, by the way. All of the, the the reporters with the pledge check marks. All of these people have been paid, and that's not actually true. Indeed, a lot of these kids got flown in, you know, in third party groups, whatever, flew them in, you know. When when the SEIU brings everybody in, that nobody's getting paid, right? Mm-hmm. That's just organic. But anyway, I just think something's up. I think something's happening. I think the fact that this energy coming from the Trump team, even though he has. He has done everything you're not supposed to do. Everything that educated society has told us, especially in certainly woke society, 2020 has told us you cannot do, do not act like this, whatever. <laughs> he is now doing. The guy beat COVID in two days. He had no time for it. And his back still doesn't like masks. He's bragging about it. His, if you watched Joe Biden today, he wasn't. He did not have a, a good day. They caught him near the airplane and talked about uh, packing the courts, which now the Biden team is listing a bit for this. Look, the only court packing going on right now. It's going on with Republicans packing the court now. It's not constitutional what they're doing. We should be focused on what's not- happening right now. <laughs> and the fact is that the only packing going on is this court being packed now by the Republicans after the vote has already begun. I'm going to stay focused on it so we don't take the eyes off the ball here. Right. So it's not constitutional. Yammer, yammer, stutter, stutter. It's cough. A, right, cough. It's the lamest of all. It, you know, Nobody's giving them any cover saying that there's anything to what they're saying. It doesn't make any sense. It's an easily, easily fixable thing. They feel that they have to say it. You know, I think it's it's certainly a get out the vote kind of thing. Um, but it's odd. It, it, and Biden didn't have it. He's not had a good day today. And increasing incomes, a fifteen million dollar, a fifteen thousand dollar, fifteen dollar minimum wage, 
I'm dreaming here. That's fine. Those are just gaffes. Mr. Mayor, city, everywhere I've been hearing all around the country. You're trying your breast, but it never feels like enough. <laughs> you know, who knows what it feels like? Depending, I guess. I'm not sure. So what I'm saying is this, is that something is happening. Something is going on. There's some kind of energy happening with the Trump people. And I think it could only happen. First, we'll never hear why it's happening because nobody will cover why it's happening. And I think even Fox News can't permeate deep into why it's happening. But if you listen to, for instance, I'll listen to tomorrow Bridget Fetessy and see what she's saying. She's a neutral person and people on the ground. And there's something happening. And it, it could only it it can only happen l- the last time around when Trump just played by his own rules and was more entertaining than all of the re- all the Republicans in the field that you were just like watching him saying, "Look at that! All these guys <laughs> have been double speaking me for years, <clears throat> has br- have brought us here where we are, and have been uh, you know getting rich on this system, and they don't have enough respect to be themselves and speak truly." And this clown is screwing with them all and taunting them all and taunting the press and saying stuff that I can't believe I've heard outside of a talk radio caller. And he's saying, he said stuff like people need jobs. They don't care about political correctness. Oh my, I can't, I'm, you know, it's incredible to hear. Well, in a sense with Trump now making this line, boom, this COVID line and the, the country needs to wake up and get back to work, wake, get back to work, get back to work, open up, open up and open up. It's there's been there has been such the all of the forces, the tsunami of forces against that kind of messaging have been so powerful and so vicious and so on top of him. And to see him, even after the disease itself takes him down, so he's hospitalized to see him get back up on his feet and jump right back into battle. There's something to be said for that. I don't know if it's it's probably irresponsible. It's um, certainly against everything every political consultant would tell you to do. But in a way, it is inspiring. And maybe that's that's this energy that I'm just kind of seeing out there a little bit. That the guy's just pushing back against something. And it's one guy versus a universe of other forces. And I know he's a president. But... You know, many of his uh, there's an insurgency in Washington, so it's not exactly. I mean, he's in a tiny little green zone of him, Jared, and uh, a few other people. But it's still very much now. It's more than just a DC establishment, but certainly a big government establishment versus an individuals. I think that's happening. Anyway, that is uh, that's just something I noticed a little bit, and and. I know that I uh, I have um, filibustered here. Alice, don't worry, that'll be gone very shortly. But I apologize, uh, and I yield the floor to you now. Um, well, I think it goes back to kind of what you said at the beginning, that the left now is the school principal in Ferris Bueller's Day Off who is, you know, mad at people having fun. And Trump is, you know, not doing what he's supposed to be doing and not taking anything seriously, but he's also Ferris Bueller and you're still rooting for him because it's fun. Like, and maybe after this year, people are just sick of being miserable all the time. You know, it, the Black Lives Matter protesters were not (laughs) chanting, we love you to anybody 
<laughs> Frankly, I think there, things might have gone a little differently with the protests if that had been more the message. But uh, I did not get a we love you vibe from the Black Lives Matter protest. Um, and certainly no one is chanting we love you at a Biden rally to Joe Biden. That's not happening. So if that's the vibe you're looking for, it's not to be found on the American left. But they are preoccupied with very serious things because they are busy getting ready to try everybody who voted for Trump for war crimes in a few weeks. Or maybe, I don't know, I guess they probably have to wait till after the inauguration to um, open up Nuremberg for everybody. Right. um, And I'm not, I'm not exaggerating what they're saying among themselves. You know, like people joke about like the Breitbart comment section, dumpster fire, but the left comment sections are insane world. I mean, if you go to any like left wing news story or like Twitter feed and look at the replies that the comments people are making, you know, it's like people wondering like, you know, how did people deal with the Nazis after World War II? Like their neighbors who had done these terrible things. Like, how do you reconcile? How do you reconcile that? Like, how do you reintegrate these people in society? We're really going to have to have a reckoning for all these people. Like it's people, regular people really have eaten up this, resistance fantasy we're really under fascism nonsense and they're really living in that universe i mean like on another note the mussolini thing people made the mussolini comparison before it might even have been joy Reid. i forget who it was who said when he was on the balcony before called it a mussolini moment Mm -hmm. and of course um actually pro-fascism nick fuentes uh was like, yeah, Mussolini moment, yeah, like, (laughs) pro that. But then if you went to his replies, it was all leftists uh, saying, well, you know what the real Mussolini moment was with pictures of Mussolini's body hung up after they killed him. Right. Um, And and his, you know, whatever, uh, affair partner or his girlfriend. Right, and how how come it is that that Trump has to be, I thought he was Hitler. Mussolini was a step down in the in the egregious monster category. I've actually heard people say before, like when they hear the Hitler comparison, no, 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 Trump isn't Hitler, he's Mussolini. He's like, make the trains run out on time, but still fascism, fascism, not like master race fascism, which possibly there's like some truth to that. I don't know. But, uh, you know... I don't know. I know like, that Mussolini got a start uh, in newspapers, in the press. I mean, I certainly think Trump isn't Hitler. So I guess, like, between the two, like, if you're going to compare to one, maybe that makes a little more sense. But, like, it, neither one seems a particularly apt comparison. You know, Trump isn't really that powerful, honestly. Well, right. Well, it, it, the whole thing is just ridiculous. The whole thing is, <laughs> I mean, I yeah. mean, we're living, this is the most fluffy puppy dog Mussolini character in the history of the white house i mean there has been trump yells at the press boo-hoo and actually i heard somebody even say and people i respect the guys from commentary magazine say that trump was irresponsible to say liberate michigan because that made the kidnappers you know say aha didn't they start the plot way before he said that too i'm sure they did for months but you know liberate michigan doesn't mean to take up arms and overthrow the governor no it's just a slogan it's just a slogan you know and how come some things mean some some things and some things don't mean some things like abolish law enforcement 
you know, defund ICE, delete, uh, delete law enforcement are said by elected leaders, but they actually mean that stuff. There's nothing about liberate Massachusetts. It's empty. It's, a, it's an empty slogan as you could possibly mean. But it's just, it's just, there's nothing. I'm not even going to countenance it. I'm not going to, it's, it's always been intellectual laziness, intellectual laziness to never think it through. So what's it? Why is he an authoritarian again? The last guy who was nice to you, who was like hung out with the, the between two ferns guy, that guy whacked an American citizen overseas with a drone with no authorization. He killed an American and his kid, I think, actually. I think about it and went after, you know, uses intelligence services, which he tend to use a lot now that we can see, you know, as his own secret police force against the press, against the press. He also sicked the IRS on political opponents. He also had the exact same kids in cages issues that Trump has. And that's been an ongoing problem. It, you know, and. People have been complaining about this since Obama that it's a really tough problem to deal with. When kids show up at the border of the country without adults, it's it's a little hard to know what to do. There aren't a lot of great solutions to that problem. Well, absolutely. And also also, he's also helped, uh, you know, create refugees, taking Mm -hmm. no strong stance in Syria when they first made the red line. You know this this uh, ba- leading from behind in in Libya, which meant the United States Air Force and the you know, Navy air aircraft took control of the skies in the takeover, the civil war in Libya. That's a big thing. You won't, you didn't hear it because it was Obama, but when those planes dropped bombs, those bombs hit villages. Okay, and you want to talk about creating refugees and. In upending lives, had those been George W. Bush's planes, you would have had, you know, every TV station in the world showing the hospitals full of uh, sick and injured people and kids, you know, in in pieces of fractured bombshells with say USA mm-hmm. on them. <clears throat> but that was just a, a pet war. Remember, Hillary Clinton said, "We came, we saw, he died, whatever." The the Mini Vidivici thing about Gaddafi, should they laughed, ha 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 ha, he died. Whatever. Those are real lives that were happening in there. <clears throat> you know, so talk about existential, you know, damage done to people. I don't want to hear. I'm not, I don't want to hear it. And I'm not saying that Obama's uh, Mussolini either. He wasn't Mussolini. It's also not fascism. It's right. Know. It's not fascism. But uh, but 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 just the perniciousness of somebody. You're supposed to look at Trump and say, "Oh my God, he's been an awful monster." Can you imagine? Melania wore a jacket that said mean things she must have meant about the kids. It's always the worst thing when it comes to Trump. You know, I'm, 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 it doesn't matter. At this point, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. He's down in the polls. He's supposedly losing in <coughs> seniors and floor. floor. <coughs> Sorry. The polls aren't looking good. That said, he keeps hanging in there and keeps hanging in there. And in Phil- in Pennsylvania, you know, he's that's a tight race. He's about where he was with Hillary last time. Mm-hmm. It's po- it is possible that some of this energy that's that we're seeing is the fact that he's not finished. He keeps hanging on. And he keeps hanging on. It keeps it to 42 to 44 and a half whatever percent approval rating in these polls. He's still in the ball game in these battleground states, though trailing. Mm-hmm. We have not had a president in the last 100 years who has taken the brute brutal hits that this guy has 
night and day. They are carpet bombing this guy night and day and night and day and night and day. And it's not just his tariff policy doesn't work or that his treaties don't work or that his shaking down of uh, the UN doesn't work and, and all these other things. And, you, you know, that, that his tax breaks, uh, you know, screwed um, democratic uh, states because of the property tax exceptions, whatever. It's not just that. All of these pieces are about how he hates the troops and he hates other human beings. And he uses his, the, you know, he uses his office to try to use, so fear and intimidation. And he tried to stop coronavirus. It doesn't care. It's all, these are all, all narratives about an immoral monster that he is. And they're one after another, after another, after another. And it never stops. It never stops. There'll be more. Every week there will be one. There will be one every week. It's not going to stop. And the fact that he's hung in there this much must have some people, especially political consultants, who say, if we do an ad buy for this much, like, you know, in radio, if you believe it or not, and this is 15 years ago when I, for, I used to work for an uh, AM talk station, but believe it or not, there used to be a thing where they, if they bought a billboard for a month or so, then you would get like three points quarter hour share boost for a month. It was reliable, just a billboard buy. That's all it took is to have a billboard up there that says WRKO, Boston Talk Station. And enough people would tune in, which I think is incredible. <laughs> That's idiots like, oh, okay, and, and, and do that. But – you know, these consultants know that these ad buys work too. And they know that you can just, th- these ad buys will permeate, ho- permeate households and you will get a bump, you'll get a bump, you'll get a bump, and you'll get a bump, and you can buy more, 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 more. And they know that these coordinated media hits, and they're all campaigns. You know, it's done, it's done with the campaign and then with social media, with print media, with national media, recycled through again and again. They're all it hits, whether it's Trump's taxes or millennia of. Was what was uh, last week saying she has no time for the kid. That was the, what we're supposed to think it was. Really, she had no time for the Christmas tree because the kids were dying and she felt bad about it. Or the kids were getting hurt around the border. And all of these things are campaigns. And the, the fact that they're doing all of this and, and Trump is hanging in there and also that he and his followers are having such a good time. They're so happy. They're enjoying themselves. And you can send your comedy correspondent over to the guy selling flags and shirts and this and that and call a guy a stupid rube and say he's a killer and make fun of him and joke about all the disease around. And you can laugh and diss and, and talk about how they're they're idiots or whatever. But they're still – I'm sorry. These are the who's in Whoville. They're still happy. doesn't matter. You stole all the toys and they, they pretended that, the, that you were repairing a light bulb. And expected them to be heartbroken. You've done all the all the. And they're, they're, you are the Grinch. You are the Grinch. You've done all the stuff, but little Cindy Lou Who and all the other Who's are just still happy. So it's to me that's there's an energy there, and and I think I'm I'm seeing and sensing this energy from over here, where I'm intrigued and amused by it, and slightly gladdened to see that they're mm-hmm. in a good mood. Mm-hmm. But the other side cannot be gladdened. And um, it's not just actual Trump supporters, too, that refuse to just be as down in the dumps as we're all supposed to be right now. Um, incredibly, like Gallup just had a poll 
that uh, the poll actually it dates from like the end of September, but they just released it last week. And it, basically like 56 percent of Americans say that they're better off than they were four years ago, which is incredible. Like at similar points in Obama's presidency or Reagan's, um, it was like 45 percent, which is considered high. You know, the only, you know, president in modern memory who like lost their reelection was George H.W. Bush and his was like 38, you know, so 56 percent is like crazy, especially when you consider that we're in now the worst depression since the Great Depression due to COVID and all these people are dying and all this stuff. And like, it just seems to me that it's possible that maybe things aren't as bad for most people as it seems like it is when you just turn on the news. And I'm not trying to make light of the fact that COVID has killed and is still killing quite a few people. Um, But, you know, it doesn't, it's not the Black Death. You know, they're not, it's not bring out your dead levels. We have really good hospitals. We have really good therapeutics. Um, The the survival rates are improving. We're going to have a vaccine. <clears throat> Consistently, Trump's numbers on, even though, you know, his general approval rating is around like 40 something percent, his um, his approval ratings on how he handles the economy, even now, even now are is over 50 percent. So, you know, for all that Trump doesn't do himself any favors with, you know, how he talks about other people and stuff, he really... Um, it would really in some ways be almost incredible if he's not reelected when like more than half the country thinks he's like handling the economy well and believes that they're better off than they were four years ago. Mm. Yeah. And so I guess that's the thing. Um, if Trump loses on election night, so I will be um, I will be OK with that. Mm-hmm. And. Um, the next day I will get up and I will not need therapy, Doug, and I will not <laughs> and I will not um, change the avatar on my Facebook. And I'll not get a lawn sign that says, uh, hey, there's no home here to, you know, to signal to my to the neighborhood that I'm a good person, even though we're under siege. From will you wear a Biden. safety pin to show that you're safe? Oh, yes. Right. Right. Maybe. Whatever it takes. And I won't do any of that. And I won't be an a-hole for four years like uh, the people on the other side have been friending and unfriending me again and again and again and again and again um and uh, i realized that I'll, i'm going to be arrested shortly after it happens <laughs> they've made it very clear but uh and that's fine you know it's okay if somebody that you disagree with is president and biden's a little wacky and his uh if he's president his vp is a little wacky too um but i will not be hiding anywhere and thinking i'm under siege i will not be I will not go downstairs and explain to my daughter why she should be crying now and uh, that the world is that the world has changed. Uh, we have a country and a constitution that um, that is prepared for us to be even this stupid as a country. <laughs> so um, but that said, to friends and family and acquaintances and people who might have just run into this podcast who hate Trump, and have been obsessed with him for the past four years, and have been unable to be really happy, and have based your happiness on watching him and hate watching him and getting upset, and are finally, you're so thrilled now that finally he's going to be cast off and hopefully he'll be thrown in jail, the Southern District of New York, in your mind, might throw him in jail, 
and you get to jump dance all over the graves of those the Trump people you know, you know, the ones uh, who wear Trump shorts and uh, have uh, boats, boat parades, and <laughs> all the trashy Trump people that you really want to just call white trash. But So I just ask you to be prepared because there is a chance that Trump wins again. And if he does win, you're going to have to ask yourself if you want to spend another four years being completely awful petulant, petty, ridiculous, wretched, complaining, moaning, miserable, kvetching. Did I already use that? Um, you know, ri- these ridiculous, awful animals. I, I don't want to say animals, but uh, people for another four years, people that you never thought you'd ever be because you used to be good and happy and fun people. So I know that tonight it's Saturday night for us. It's about 10 o'clock, you know, in an hour and a half Saturday night live will begin their quote comedy show where (laughs) they're going to be having half therapy session, half um, roast of Trump. Well, not even roast, just, just uh, angry, you know, throw down about Trump. But, I just think that people should be prepared. Okay, I am prepared, and you can even make fun of me. If Trump loses, that's fine. I'll be be okay. My guy usually loses. I'm used to it. I live in Massachusetts. Yeah, we lose all the time. Right. We lose twenty four seven in the elections. I don't know. My friends call me negative sometimes because I'm always like, "Oh yeah, like I support this person for Congress, but they're going to lose." And they're like, "How do you know it can't happen? How come such and such a person can't be defeated?" I go, I just, I've lived in Massachusetts long enough. The only statewide races I've seen won in my entire time in Massachusetts was, um, I guess, I, I don't think I was old enough to vote when Romney won. Mm, yeah, was that but, two, 2002? Yeah, 2002. 2002 to 2006. Right. And then, but, and then, uh, what's her name lost? His, uh... Uh, oh, lieutenant Mar- governor Carrie Healy. Carrie Healy. Yeah. And then, yeah. So the only statewide races are one Scott Brown in the special election, and then two Charlie Bakers, and two of those were against Martha Coakley, who was just right. an awful, awful candidate. Right. But so yeah, generally around here we lose. And yeah, that, we, uh, we lose all the time. We haven't had a Democratic or a Republican congressman in an age, and Scott Brown's the only senator in forever. So yeah, we're used to it. it's. You got to learn. To not make it an existential crisis if your political candidate loses. Yeah, totally. And we had our old town that we lived in. We had we had neighbors who immediately changed after that. Immediately changed, and were just just became. And they were they thought themselves to be really a lot of them were teachers. They thought themselves to be really good people and really nice people. But they, I mean, they were just just they were just awful. And they were had they would have bouncy houses, etc., birthday parties with their kids and our kids could see them and wonder why they weren't invited to go across the street. Yeah, when you other know. kids in the neighborhood were it was weird. Right. And meanwhile, our you know, we always invited them to do everything, etc. and there's there's just all sorts of, you know, some of the nicest people in the world are not some of the nicest people in the world. That said, a lot a lot of people in the, in that town were just fine, great neighbors and right. put yeah, politics no. second and it should, always should be. I know a lot of great Democrats who are a lot of fun. And, of course. Um, but unfortunately, Trump has brought out the worst in a lot of people. And don't tell me it's different because like, he's literally 
open end concentration camps and, you know, destroying people's rights. You know, Obama didn't believe in gay marriage when he was elected. Well, he probably did, but he sure said he didn't. And he mm. didn't, you know, rush to legalize gay marriage through Congress or something. Um, so, you know, everybody lived for long enough at that and nobody was like dying in the streets because Obama didn't immediately legalize gay marriage. Mm. So you can't tell me that like, oh, because he appointed a Supreme Court judge that doesn't believe in gay marriage, that's going to change America forever. And he, Obama had the kids in cages too. So don't tell me that that is existential for you. You know, like life yeah. goes on. These well, maybe politicians that, maybe are not that different from maybe each that's other. that's the point too. And this is hoping, it's hoping this won't happen. But it's now since you're so interested in learning in watching a press secretary every day, in watching her or him lie every day, and in, in calling it out on Twitter, if Biden should win, watch the press secretary every day, and uh, watch the immigration policy every day, mm-hmm. and all of these things that just blew you away that Trump was doing that were so abnormal. You watch what happens when the next administration happens. You know this is um, abnormal is normal, but. I tell you, something is up. Something is happening, and I'm excited by that something. This is our late Saturday night uh, show. We're going to do a Sunday show, too, um, because, heck, you know, there's too much happening here, too much to talk about, too much to Email me, Winchester, W-I-N-N-C-H-E-S-T-E-R, at gmail.com. I see I've got a bunch of emails. Some of them are the form emails that I have to find and learn how to find. Get me on Twitter, at Tom Shattuck. Alice is at Alice Shattuck. We really appreciate you listening. Thanks so much. Leave a um, a five-star review if you don't mind, and a message if you don't mind. If you don't do mind, that's cool. Whatever. We appreciate it. Listen, take, take it easy. See you tomorrow. Say la vie. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.